Hello, my name is Brad, and we are Grace Teaching today. We're on our 10th teaching on God's righteousness. Um, do not put out the Holy Spirit's fire. Have you heard that before? Well, that's actually uh, the Apostle Paul. He actually said that. But he actually put it this way in the NIV version. He says, do not quench the Spirit. And so that's what he's talking about. He's saying, don't put out the Holy Spirit's fire. How do you do that? Well, many of us have done that and later on discovered what or how we did that. Um, first of all, before we talk about that today on God's righteousness, we want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and uh, the roles of the Holy Spirit. We're going to give you seven of them, and uh, that's uh, uh, 50 things. There are about 50 things that the Holy Spirit does. Um, so here's just seven. First of all, the Holy Spirit... Um, <clears throat> reveals the Father's love. And that's one thing we want to get in the habit of doing all the time. We want to always remember to ask the Holy Spirit, and of course I'm speaking to those, to all who have received Him, to them who believed in His name, Jesus Christ. God has now given you and I the right to be called children of God. So as children of God, of course, we're, uh, <clears throat> we're to go to the Holy Spirit and ask um, the Holy Spirit to reveal the Father's love. Now, I like what Francis Chan once said. He uh, wrote a book, and uh, it was about the Holy Spirit, called The Forgotten God. <clears throat> and so a lot of times we do forget about the Holy Spirit and the roles and uh, that the Holy Spirit has in our life. But that's one of the most important, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal our Father's love in every circumstance of life. Another thing the Holy Spirit does is renews our minds so we can be transformed. Paul said, <clears throat> don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. That's Romans 12, 2. But, <clears throat> so the only way to do that, of course, is <clears throat> with Scripture. And uh, as we go through the Scriptures with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit renews our minds so we can be transformed and know what God's will is. Um, <clears throat> okay, the Holy Spirit reveals truth about our forgiveness. If we look at Ephesians 1.7, we're going to discover there it was because of the blood of Jesus our sins have been forgiven, not our confession. And so that's something the Holy Spirit has to reveal to us. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit has to reveal the knowledge of uh, that reality, <clears throat> that we are forgiven by the blood of Jesus only. And so uh, the Holy Spirit, the fourth thing, the Holy Spirit teaches us everything we need to know. 1 John 2, 27, uh, John says the Holy Spirit is within you and will teach you everything you need to know. Another thing the Holy Spirit does, the fifth thing, is reveals the mystery of Christ in you. Colossians 1, 27, Paul says this mystery has been hidden for centuries and generations, but now is being revealed to the saints that God has chosen to reveal it to, which is Christ in you the hope of glory and so keep in mind that that is a mystery and Christ in you has to be revealed through the Holy Spirit um, and so Paul's gonna say as children of God um, he's gonna mention this twice those who are led by the Spirit um, <clears throat> speaking of the Holy Spirit are not under the law meaning we're not to live from human effort or trying um, this is about trusting in the Holy Spirit in us to lead us as children of God. Of course, Romans 8.14 says those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. Um, Galatians 5.18 is the other one. But um, <clears throat> So keep in mind, um, 
as we get up in the morning, we get in the habit of just saying, Holy Spirit, will you lead me and guide me? <clears throat> and, um, and so another thing, the seventh thing, is the Holy Spirit convicts the world of its sin. What is the world's sin? Of course, Jesus spoke these words himself. He said in the Gospels, he said, The world's unpardonable sin is that it refuses to believe in me. And uh, so this is where the Holy Spirit actually convicts the world of uh, that one unpardonable sin. And that's one sin God cannot forgive when people reject Jesus Christ. That is the unpardonable sin left. And so also the Holy Spirit convicts the body of Christ of righteousness that we have in Christ. Remember that it was the life in Christ that was God's righteousness. And so if you're in Christ, you're made alive, you are righteous <clears throat> in God's sight. And remember what righteous means. It just means to be right with God all the time. So getting back, getting to our... Uh, our key verse, do not quench the Holy Spirit. As you can see, the Holy Spirit has many, many roles in our lives. So we don't want to quench the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The word quench actually means to put out the Holy Spirit's fire. It's kind of like when you put out a campfire. When you extinguish it, it's out. And we don't want to do that. And we want to know how to prevent from doing that. Um, and so... Paul is saying in Galatians 6 1 he says dear brothers and sisters if anyone if another believer is overcome by some sin you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself and so the Apostle Paul's example of restoring the body of Christ see the body of Christ has done this and what they've done is they've They've gone back. They've left grace. Um, remember, we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not of works. It's a gift from God. So to be forgiven and right and loved by the Father as a new creature in Christ, that is a gift given to us. And so we don't have to maintain that either. It's not a maintenance program. But see, they got away from the simplicity of just trusting in what Jesus Christ had done for them. And they've gone back over here and fired up those apologies. And they're asking God for forgiveness, thinking that's the only way to be forgiven and right with God again when they sin. And so they're keeping records and track of all their sins. So they make sure they don't miss one. And the problem is why they do this. They alienate themselves away from Christ and they fall from grace. That's what that actually means. Galatians 5.4. This is how Paul, he restores the body of Christ gently. He says, For if you are trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, that means living through human effort, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Now they've made it about themselves. They're living independent lives. And that's what it means to alienate or cut themselves off from Christ. Once you're in Christ, you're always in Christ. You're one spirit with him. So you're not completely... It's not talking about, your, you know, Christ is done with you. It's not what he's done. That's not what he's talking about. It's just you've chosen and they chose to live independent lives and not depend on Christ. Remember, Jesus said, we are the branches. He says, as a man abide in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. That's John 15, 5. So, in conclusion, you know, and remember, um, falling from grace, that just means, you know, we have the peace of God, but we don't experience it if we go and make it about us. 
And so that's what that is. And so those needs for love and acceptance and security and assurance and significance and peace and joy and all that good stuff, that's all met in Christ right now. So we have that. We don't need to ask for it. We can thank Him that He is supplying those needs for us. So in conclusion, let's trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Thank you.